Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Steven Ruiz on the guest line. What's up, buddy? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm always uh, shocked when someone invites me back on for a second or third time. I'm always shocked when they let me just show up to work and the key card works, so I can empathize with that pretty greatly. <laughs> I'm, so we were just talking. I had stolen a GIF or stolen a meme, excuse me, uh, on social media of a guy's uh, idea for geographical realignment in the NFL, and it would put the Panthers in – uh, the what the hell is this? It would be in the AFC South, and this would be the teams that they're in with: Jacksonville, Miami, and Tampa Bay. I'll ask you if you could propose realignment and institute realignment in the NFL. What's something you'd like to see done differently? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I'd like to see. I think I'd like to see the, a, the NFC East broken up. I know it's never going to happen because like the TV guys love the NFC East, but I'm tired of these Sunday night games between the the Eagles and the Giants or the Giants and the Cowboys or Washington and the Cowboys when they're, they're just terrible teams. Just break it up and we don't have to worry about ruining our Sunday and Monday nights anymore. You know, as a guy who's sick of seeing the Baltimore Ravens, as a, I grew up a Clevelander or grew up in Cleveland, I'm sick of seeing the Baltimore Ravens. Why don't we just put the Ravens in the NFC East and figure out how to move on from there? That works. That works. All right, Stephen, let's go to the latest rumors, reports, innuendos. Uh, now there's a report saying that, that Seattle isn't interested in Baker Mayfield, uh, which was then directly rebutted here. It feels as if we've hit a fever pitch of just noise when it comes to Baker and Jimmy. I'll ask you, 2022, who's your best fit for Baker Mayfield? I would say Seattle, and I understand why Seattle might not be interested just because of the quarterback they just you know, parted ways with was another quarterback who kind of is too anxious to go outside of the structure of the offense and create on his own. I think that's been Baker's main issue over, over the first four years of his career. Uh, but that type of offense that they're going to run, like the play-action heavy, under center, a lot of runs on early downs, I think that suits him best. That's when we've seen him have his most success in Cleveland is when they were getting the running game going and calling a lot of play-action passes. They weren't able to do it last year. We saw him fall off. So I would say Seattle for him. About- I think the same goes for Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G needs that structural support. He's not a quarterback that's going to go get his own bucket, so to speak. Uh, he needs an offense that's going to provide him with open receivers. And I, I will say this, both of them are really talented throwers. I think they both have talented arms. It's just the more mental aspects of the position. And as long as you put them in kind of like a paint-by-numbers type of offense, like a Kyle Shanahan type of offense, I think they'll look better than they actually are. Steven, this is more of a predictive-based thing, which I so I'm not asking you to put your legacy on the line as a media member. I just just what you think and forecast seeing uh, potentially happen here. Do you think that both Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo are you are you leaning for or against them both starting Week One for NFL franchises? No, I think it's like a musical chair situation where one of them is going to get that last chair and the other one's going to be left standing and. That, yeah, that's how I see it happening. And I would bet personally on Jimmy G just because I think he is he, he's more adaptable 
going into a new locker room. Like the the one thing you hear about him from 49ers players is that they love him. Like they they would go to bat for him. You don't really hear that with Baker. It's kind of the opposite. You saw players standing up for ex teammates that kind of butted heads with Baker. So I would say Jimmy G has the best chance of those two. All right, so let's look to that musical chairs. It, let's look at Carolina here. If if Carolina waits until the first week of camp to trade for either Baker or Jimmy, do you think that they would be putting either guy into a position to succeed in 2022? No, I, I don't. I really don't. I, I think that's the case for any quarterback, really, but especially those two. And especially Jimmy Garoppolo, because he he has really been in the same offense for the last, what is, what is it, like five years now, whereas Baker is kind of used to jumping from offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. So he probably has more experience learning a new system. I think Jimmy might take a little more time to acclimate himself to it. I, I do think Jimmy is the type of quarterback, I, I guess I would call him a system quarterback. I don't think he's able to create on his own, whereas Baker does it. He just doesn't do it as well as he he seems to think he does. So I, I think Baker would be better off with less time to kind of, you know, take in the playbook. Steven Ruiz of the Ringer NFL Show podcast here. And again, uh, top 10 head coach rankings for the NFL out uh, today uh, on the Ringer NFL Show podcast. So a lot of us here in Carolina look at this roster and feel like that they are a quarterback away. When I say quarterback away, I mean a respectable quarterback away. Somebody that doesn't uh, suck air like Sam Darnold. So I'll ask you, looking at this roster, what does a respectable quarterback do? Are the Panthers a quarterback away? Oh, I don't think they're a quarterback away. I think they're a quarterback. I think they're an offensive line. I think they're a coaching staff. I think you, you got, and those are like three of the most important things when you're building a roster, right? You want to have the, the quarterback, the most important position. You want to protect the quarterback with the offensive line. And then you want a coach that's going to get the most out of his talent. And obviously the Panthers don't have the quarterback. We could say they don't have the offensive line yet, although I like how they kind of built it up in the offseason. But last year was terrible. And then Matt Rule, I mean, it's hard to, to be optimistic about anything we've seen over the last two years. and it, It's hard to be optimistic about 2022. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. Maybe with a better quarterback, if they do land Jimmy G or, or Baker Mayfield, maybe he'll be a better coach. But I don't know. I think this team has a long way to go. I don't think it's a bad team necessarily. And in the NFL, any team can make the playoffs. But it seems like they're kind of in that purgatory where they're not so bad that they can't like blow it up and start over. They're not good enough to really challenge for a wild card spot. Even if things break right, it's going to be tough. All right, given that you guys did your top 10 head coaching rankings podcast in the NFL, I I don't want to spoil it. So I'll simply ask you, what coach do you think is the most overrated in the NFL? And what do you think or who do you think is the most underrated NFL head coach? Ooh, uh, overrated. I'm going to go just talking to my other co-host and and where they have this guy. I'm going to say the floor in Green Bay. I think I don't want to say he's overrated, but I think it's easier to be uh, a head football coach when you have Aaron Rodgers, when you have the MVP. And I would like to see him be the, this successful without the MVP at quarterback. And I know every coach that has been successful has a good quarterback, but we have seen the floor kind of lose games that they should have won. Like thinking back two years ago, they should have beat the Bucks. Probably they had a home game against them. In the playoffs, they also lost a home game to Jimmy G last year, who isn't the best quarterback. 
So I would say that he's kind of underachieved with all the talent he's been given in Green Bay, although I do think he deserves some credit for cultivating that talent over the first three or four years of his uh, coaching tenure. All right, so if he's the overrated, who's the underrated? That's always tough. I want to say Mike Tomlin, even though I don't think he's necessarily underrated. I, I don't think he's ever in that conversation for the best coach in the league. I think he's always like around that top five spot. But just the way he's he's held that team together in that locker room after everything we've figured out about Antonio Brown and his issues, and then Ben Roethlisberger isn't always the best teammate. Uh, and their team is always good. They dealt with injuries, too. The Ryan Chazier injury was huge. Uh, Devin Bush got hurt last year. So they, they, they deal with all this adversity every season, but they're always a solid football team. And I think that's all you can really ask of your head coach if he's not picking the players himself. And I, beyond Mike Tomlin, I don't know if there's a coach that I trust to go 9-7 and seven at least every year. Stephen Ruiz of the Ringer NFL Show podcast on the guest line here. And Stephen, we are we're sixty four days until the the kickoff of the NFL season. What are you most excited about uh, the return of the NFL for? Uh, I'd say the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks from last year. We had what was it, four or five first round quarterbacks. Only three of them got to play full time. I, I want to see how those guys take the leap in year two. I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be a top ten quarterback if he gets any type of support from the Jaguars. I think Mac Jones showed that he's capable of leading the team to the playoffs last year. And I really want to see like what Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and and Trey Lance do. They're talented quarterbacks. They just need to put a couple things together to to take the leap. And I think two of them have a chance to do it next year. All right, Stephen, we do uh, later in my show at 1240, we do five questions every day, five questions either related to sports or related to things going on in the world. I'm going to ask you one right now, and I need the most honest answer you can give me. Are you ready? I'm ready. It is the anniversary of Mount St. Helens exploding uh, out, uh, out west. What natural disaster are you most afraid of? Uh, tornadoes. Tornadoes always got me. Like I saw that that movie Twister as a kid, and that was it. That was enough. I saw the cow floating through the air, and I don't want to ever deal with that. So whenever there's like a tornado warning around me, I I, I take cover. It's, I'll go with tornadoes. It, it's so funny how uh, you know uh, supernatural or natural disaster movies can impact your your fear. Uh, Dante's right. Peak scared the living crap out of me as a kid, and I still won't go the go near the Pacific Rim. Now, granted, those volcanoes aren't exploding every other day here, but you just never know. And that's what Dante's Peak taught us. Always be mindful of random cataclysmic vol volcanoes exploding. Here's, here's my take, though. I feel like I can outrun lava. Like, I've seen, I've watched the film of lava, so to speak, and it, it goes pretty slow. So I feel like I can outrun it. I so, can't outrun a uh, tornado. Are you telling me you've watched the tape on lava? <laughs> That's what I just, yeah, I studied the tape. I, watched <laughs> no, I, I don't know anything about volcanoes, and they would probably destroy me. I just, I just love the idea of, all right, if I run in a straight line, the Pahoe Hoey's going to hit me hard. But if I just serpentine, I can survive. Follow this man <laughs> yeah. on Twitter, at the Steven Ruiz. Uh, check out his work on The Ringer and the Ringer NFL Show podcast. Steven, thanks for joining us, buddy. And, uh, I'm going to have to watch the tape on lava. I think you might have me thinking a little bit more about this. Yeah, yeah I, I'm questioning the uh, the three-cone drill. Lava's three-cone <laughs> uh, drill. It, it, Not it's, a lot of agility, but thanks for having me. It, you know what? Here's one thing I'll say. I thank you for the call, bud.